0: Hello and welcome to Uncorked with Funny Wine Girl. This is Janine Luby, aka Funny Wine Girl. And I am starting off in September, 2021. We're kicking off a new series called Fabulous 50s because on September 3rd, I turn 50. And I am not one of these women that likes to say 25 and holding or 30 and holding. I have no problem owning my age. And I'm also one of these people who loves to celebrate. So (laughs) unlike my brother, who's actually older and hates birthdays. I love them. I celebrate all month. And for this turning 50, I pretty much plan on celebrating all year long. So in September, you're going to get to meet a lot of fabulous women in their 50s who do fantastic things to make their lives better and to enrich the lives of others. So before I get to our first fabulous guest today, I always like to share a little bit about wine. So let me put on my readers. That happened a few years ago. I've had 20-20 vision most of my life. I was blessed. So, you know, we've heard the expression, Wine gets better with age. Now, they say not every wine, so I wouldn't hold on to that mad dog from the 70s. I have a feeling that's not going to get enriched anytime soon. But certain wines, they say wines with good structure get better with age. So that kind of makes sense. Cause you know, if you take care of your body, you'll get better with age. Right. Uh, but they say wines tend to taste better with age because, and I'm going to get a little geeky here because of a complex chemical reaction occurring among the sugars, the acids and substances known as phenolic compounds. So there's a certain reaction basically that happens that wines can get richer. They can get smoother, especially with the reds. They'll get smoother tasting. They won't be bitter. A lot of times young wines, you might taste the tannins too much. There might be tartness, that kind of thing. So wines get better with age. And I like to believe that we women get better with age. And we're going to explore that today with my very fabulous guest, Mindy Hill. Welcome, Mindy.
1: Thank you. I'm honored to be here. And I guess I'm going to have to throw away my mad dog from the seventies. Hey,
0: I'm not telling you do you, but I just think you may not enjoy it so much. (laughs) So Mindy, before we, I'm going to turn it over to you. But before I do that, I want to introduce Mindy as someone that is very well known here in Northeastern Pennsylvania, where I live and record in Scranton. I have taken a few of Mindy's yoga classes. She is a yogi. She is also a fellow runner. And uh, I've, I've been running myself since, oh my gosh, a little bit before the age of 40, I think maybe at 35 or something I started. So we both have that in common. I see Mindy out, she does fabulous things. Honestly, I don't know how she has time to sleep. She's always on the go. But I wanted Mindy to tell us a little bit about, well, a lot of things today, but you run, you do yoga. You don't just do yoga. Apologize. You teach, you instruct, you lead many people in yoga, in the park, uh, on Zoom because of COVID. You You said you started that. Tell us a little bit, like, how did you first get drawn to yoga? And then just a little bit about what that means to you and the interaction
1: with the people that you have. Okay. So yoga... Came, I found yoga through running. I found running through, I was always active. I had my second son. He was a couple months old, 1995. I was 31-ish, 30 with one, yeah. And he, I needed to lose weight. And my aerobic thing you know back in the day the Jane Fonda thing was not working I had to lose weight very quickly to get into my dr- wedding dress for my sister who I was a bridesmaid in a couple months so I'm like I'm gonna run and never stopped <laughs> never stopped running so that was 1995 uh a couple years after that uh right around 2000 I uh I was always injured because of course if anyone that knows me, if I'm going to run, okay, I'm going to run seven days a week. I'm going to get up at four in the morning. That's just my personality. I tried to tame it, but it doesn't really, you know, I just run with it now. <laughs> so, uh, I, then I was in, I was at the gym one day. I couldn't even touch my knees. That's how tight I was. And I always had things wrapped from running. And I saw this big muscular guy come right down and touch the floor. And I said, how, did, how can you do that? He goes, I take yoga. So the next day or the next week I took, I took my first yoga class. Again, this is about uh, 2000 and I was in love immediately. I was a mother of two young kids. I was, you know, my house constantly, you know, running the house. I was a wife and worked full time. And basically, you know, for, for all of you out there, I know what you, you know, it's tough. It's, it's, it's exhausting. And when someone told me to lay down and breathe in yoga class, I'm like, I'm not leaving here. So I was going for the stretch, but actually I didn't know, you know, there's something bigger than ourselves told, sent me to yoga saying, you know, the, the universe knew that I needed yoga more than I needed the stretch. I needed to sit and breathe. And, and I actually became in love with the philosophy and the breathing and the healing aspects pretty much immediately. Uh, I really didn't know that was out there and it's, I've never fell out of love with it. And that was two, uh, 2000. So it was like love at first
0: stretch or love at first breath or whatever you want to say. Right? I,
1: it really was when I left that, I actually just got the goosebumps. Cause I remember leaving that class. Like I said, I had two young kids at home and I came home and I'm like, Oh my gosh. I said to my husband at the time, Oh my gosh. I, I'm transformed. Like I just never even took a breather, which I know there's mothers out there, uh, you know, of people out there, but especially of young children. You work full time, you have your house, it's just exhausting. So yoga is the answer, seriously, even if it's once a week, it's a little mini vacation. Now,
0: um, I, I did t- I've taken it. I can't say I've fallen in love with it, obviously. It wasn't, but I do, I totally get what you're saying about like there's such a peacefulness. What I've loved about it is the peacefulness and you know, people. A lot of times, people think I shouldn't say, but some people might think, "Oh, it's not a workout or whatever." Let me tell you, I'm actually afraid to go back to it right now because I, you know, like many people with the pandemic pounds, I'll say mine are the forty-something hormone pounds, and I don't know if donuts have anything to do with it or carbs, maybe, <laughs> and wine. So I'm not, I'm not sitting here in denial, but I'm also not doing too much about it. But I'm afraid to go back a little bit because it's, it can be hard work. Like you're lifting your body and it can be a workout. And I am honestly a little bit of afraid because you're lifting your own body weight. And I don't mean afraid, like, you know, I'm scared. I just think I'll be too lazy and I'll, I'll be an embarrassment in the class, but people, pretty
1: much people of all walks of life can try it. Would you say? 100% especially, and I'm not promoting my class, but I do teach to, I do teach, I think all teachers, all instructors do. uh, I can only speak for myself. Sorry. I teach I give anyone that comes to my class. In fact, we had a class for people who were working with obesity and uh, um, through traditional. And it was specifically, this was before the pandemic, but those students have found me and now are my students and follow me. The program is different, but I do definitely a modify for anyone, any. And then, you know, I teach the yoga for grief. So that is a gentle, gentle healing yoga and it is it's I wouldn't call that a workout but it's definitely a work in and it still stretches the body it stretches every body part and opens every body part but I would encourage everyone to try yoga and if you don't like it keep trying it because it's so beneficial and maybe it was that teacher didn't resonate you didn't resonate with that teacher that type I hear so many people say I went to hot yoga at my first class and I hate it well of course you hate it it's 110 degrees it's extremely difficult um, that should never be anybody's first class. You know, it's great. To, it's a great, it's a wonderful class. I love it. I, t- I take it, but it's not good for the first class because if you're, if you never exercised in five years and now you're doing exercising in 110 g- degrees, that's not suggested for anybody. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, try different classes? You know, I would highly suggest that or even watch a video to get, to get, um, watch it on, online. There's millions of videos so that you can get, you know what they're talking about when they say down dog. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like so that, you know, and you know what you're in for or get, get some of the basic postures, down dog, up dog tree. And then you you have a little bit of confidence, but yoga will build your confidence.
0: Yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, there are videos all over YouTube, right? You can look them up. And to your point about instructors, no more than I'm sure any exercise class or anything in life, like teachers everyone has their own personality. I mean, I did try hot yoga once and I'm the, I don't know if the, it was a studio that's closed now, I think, but I didn't, I, it wasn't my first class. It wasn't my first workout, but it it is a lot. And I actually had to go outside and they, they weren't happy that I went outside, but I needed air. I was just, it was so hot. And the style was very militant, which I was a little surprised about, I don't know if that's common for hot yoga, but being told you can stretch, like I've taken many classes where it's usually work at your own pace. You know, your body listening and then people will help you into a pose, but it was rather militant. So I would never have wanted to go back, but um, there are so many different, like you said, try different classes because when you find the right teacher, I mean, I, I will tell you, I haven't done a ton of classes, but through the years I would go and I've always left feeling very, Uh, at peace. And like, I I go out of there and I feel like I'm liquid. You could put me in a glass. I feel so relaxed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's, that should be the, the feeling. Yeah. I agree. And now, now that I've been teaching so long and taking so long, my, my theory has been for the past, you know, 10 years or no matter what, because I love to take classes all over, wherever I go. If I go on vacation in Boston, I'm looking for a class. If I'm going to California to see my son, I'm taking a class. I'm on everybody's email from California to, you know, actually Peru even. Wow. And yeah. And I, oh, I always go with the mindset. I'm not a teacher. I'm a student and I will learn from this person. I'll never forget. I went to someone, I never tell anyone I'm a teacher, and it was her first class, and she was looking at a book and saying, okay, until and, and I was the only student in class. And she was so just so adorable. And I still remember because what I the best thing I took from that class was her playlist. She had the best playlist. So I even now I have her playlist on my phone 10 years later. So you can always learn something. So don't go in with I'm not gonna learn anything from this. I've been teaching for well, then of course you're not gonna learn. I'm always learning. I learn every day from my students. I teach online now, I have young kids on online. I learn something from them every day. I learn something from my students in class every day. And I learn, of course, learn when I am a student.
0: <clears throat> well, you just mentioned something and I don't wanna get off topic cause I wanna ask you a couple more things tied to yoga but what you just said is so valuable. And I think myself included, we all should like listen to that and let it resonate we can all learn from one another there are way too many big egos out there and too many i know and that your what your attitude what you're saying is is perfect because it is true because what else are we doing in life if we're not still learning we can learn even if it's something like someone says something of course maybe you've heard it before but all of a sudden it's how they say it or their perspective and suddenly you go hmm and you think about things differently so that's thank you for sharing that that's just a beautiful sentiment and so true we all can continue to learn Um, I wanted to ask you about, you mentioned about the tie or the connection between yoga and running now talk a little bit, if you don't mind, just a little bit about how that helps you. I also know that you're doing some other kind of, I'm going to say, excuse me here, crazy training that I could never do that. All that, like, I don't know that other fitness stuff you're doing. I just, I'm, I'm impressed and amazed by what you do, but if you could talk about the connection of running and yoga and how it helps and maybe how it helps prevent injuries or heal that kind of thing.
1: Okay. First of all, um, so many things are going on in my life right now. Great things like inside in, um, I have done the last year I've done two marathons, three marathons. The last one I did was 10 years ago. And I've just decided Monday because of one of my trainers told me this. And I'm like, great. My body does not remember he's a running, a train a running uh, coach. My body does not remember that I ran 10, uh, a marathon 10 years ago. You know, if I ran a marathon, if I ran 16 miles last Saturday, which I did when I run 16, this Saturday, my body remembers that it's going to remember. So there's a lot just, I'm not going to get into that because no one needs to know that it's all about running, you know, unless you want to get into running and that's a whole. So I decided I'm, I'm not going to say to myself that I ran this is my this is my first marathon. So this is a new start. Some something a real uh, profound um, start happened to me just a relationship thing January and I'm all about numbers. This year 121 2021. So like that was when I became um, like the new me. I started the new another I started my new journey. So with that I got into. I met some new people, and they talked me into the. Why aren't you running the marathon? I came home. I signed up for a marathon, and I had the. What did I just do? And here I am, uh, eight weeks, whatever it is, twenty weeks later, training for the marathon. It's seven weeks away. So, uh, anyway, uh, I've I've always run. I've never stopped running for since I started running, which was in 1995, and. So I decided that, and this is a great quote and you can use this when you turn 50 or you can use it now, but I, okay. So my son and I got matching tattoos just about three weeks ago. Mine says run free wild thing. His just says run free. And I saw this tattoo and I just was seeing what running has done for me all my life but especially again here, it's like an old friend. that came back to save my life again. And I saw this and I said, I I sent, I go, I have to get this tattoo. And my son said, I'll get one. Like, like, and we went together. It was really a, a, just a celebration. And when I was in there getting my tattoo, the guy, the tattoo artist was asking me about running and everything else. He goes, you got to run 10 miles tomorrow. Oh man, that's sick. And all this stuff. And he, and I said, well, I ran one 10 years ago, but I feel much stronger now. And I said, I, and this just came right out of my mouth. And I wrote it down. He said, that's a tattoo for the other leg. I said, I don't feel 10 years older. I feel 10 years stronger. And that is really my motto because I really do not only because of life events, but I think we can all as women. Be 10 years stronger, I want to start a movement. Because if you take care of yourself, body, mind and spirit, it has to be the whole thing, I can go out and run 20 miles and then come home and I was gonna say smoke cigarettes, but that wouldn't work. But come home and beat myself up, you know, emotionally and be in a bad relationship and have someone else beat me up emotionally and do all these other things to my, you know, my spirit, that's not gonna be 10 years stronger. You know, 10 years stronger is the whole package. And I feel like I'm a born-again runner, you know, and it's all through yoga, self-love, all the practices that I do. You mentioned something about sleep. How do I sleep? Sleep is at the top of, of, of priority for me. If I have someone that I'm talking to in a relationship, including my, well, sort of my children, but. I'll give them a little leeway. I do not use my phone after eight thirty at night, and I am barely, really, so disciplined about it. If it's ringing, I look at it because it's probably an emergency. Because anyone that knows me knows, and I turn it off because you know some people will be texting a group text that they're talking. That's that's a really and now weekend's okay, but my running days, Sunday through Thursday, no. I should say wow. Friday because we run long runs. So I have a couple of strict rules that are militant and that's one of them. And anyone that knows me knows that water's the other one. I just, um, you know, whatever else I do during the day, I almost always, I hate to say always about anything because nothing's ever always, mm. I almost always drink a gallon of water. So there's a few things. My diet's about 80, 20 when training. Um, so I want to tell everyone that because I don't eat perfectly. I never want to eat perfectly. Um, I don't even know what that means. So (laughs) it's 80, 20. I try to eat 80% clean, like not junk, not processed. I'm a vegetarian, but um, so, and then 20%, you know, if I want to eat something when I'm not training, I don't, it's like 75, 60, I don't know, depending on what's going on, but I try to eat clean, healthy, real food, fruits, vegetables, um, clean protein, 80, 20. So don't ever shoot for being perfect. I want to say that to everybody. Shoot for being a little bit, tiny bit better. Uh, one thing I want to say about the sleep. So for instance, if you're a real crappy sleeper, like everyone I know is, <laughs> I mean, all my yoga students are, and, and you know they, they're trying to get better at it because it really affects your life. It affects your health. Um, try to do, you don't have to be militant or you don't have to be, okay, 8.30, that's extreme. If you go to bed at midnight, try to go to bed at 20 of try to shut yourself off at 20 up, try the 20 minute rule, try that. fit, try to just get a tiny bit better each day or tiny bit healthier, you know, don't ever like, and don't do something that doesn't work for you. Eight 30 probably sounds extreme, but I get up at four, four, I get up at four. Mm-hmm. 20. So, I mean, you know, that's, I've been getting up at four. I set my alarm for four because I'm all about numbers and that's angels are around you. Okay. And, uh, so that's right, but I usually get up at four. I get up before that because I meet my running group at, and it's a half hour away. So I leave here about five thirty. But that's yeah. So any is that I touch on what you asked. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you gave us
0: a lot there, which is great. And of the things you said, the one thing I do that's healthy, probably the only one is drink water. I drink a ton of water. That's like I said, thank God I actually do. Cause that's seriously, probably the one thing that I really do well. I mean, I get sleep also, but I'm also one of these people that watches TV in bed. And for the longest time I took a break from it and now I'm back to it and it's not good. You know, I look at my phone right before I go to bed, right you know, as soon as I get up in the morning and these are bad habits, my nutrition needs work, all of that stuff. But, but yeah, you just gave a lot of good advice. I love again, what you're saying about try not to be, you, no one can be perfect. And I don't think, you know, I, not to sound like a downer, but it's not really even good to strive for because I think it puts too much pressure and stress on us. Like you said, increments. I think that's great.
1: Like small goals, right? Percent there's no such thing. Well, what, what's perfect? That's not fun anyway. I would one thing I would suggest to everyone just to have a a, a more peaceful, a little tiny bit more peaceful life. If your life is cr- crazy, which everyone's, you know, it seems to be, have a little morning routine. I've been I learned that when my second son was born when I started running at, early in the morning. And I remember my husband saying, I said, I'm gonna get up. After I feed him, this is when I had to lose the weight. This is how I got addicted to running. I'm going to, cause I couldn't go running after work. I had my babies to take care of. I had dinner to make. You know what I mean? Like, so I said, when I, after I feed Austin, if you can stay home, you know, stay here before you go to work, I'm going to go running. And it stuck. I've been a morning runner ever since. Um, he's 25, 25 years. I've been a morning runner. If you don't, I, I don't you don't have to run, but have your morning routine. If it's get up, if you have your little kids, if you have a crazy, you know, work schedule, whatever it is, get up even 10 minutes, 10 minutes earlier. What do you what do you like? To, what do you want to do? Journal, read. I I meditate, I put on some meditation music or listen to a guided meditation, 10-15 minutes before I go running. I have my morning routine. And when I get out, off kilter, if I'm on vacation with my kids, my body and my spirit knows it. I can't wait almost to get back to my thing. You know, it really mm-hmm. it when I'm out of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, And this, I mean, you're giving us so much and it's all wonderful. Um, There are two things because I I know that you have a busy day, but I have two things more that I wanted to touch on with you. The one thing was you do, I mean, I honestly, I look at your posts and I'm always inspired by what you do, but even, you know, and you said, you're, you know, we we know not to strive for perfection, but even people who are doing a lot of good, healthy things, right. Exercising, running, eating healthy, even folks like that, have a bad day. Right. Um, Maybe feel low. How do you like, how do you get through those tough times? Cause I know myself, my running, I've been running, I'm going to turn 50. I think I've been running for 15 years. I've run two marathons, maybe 11 halves, but I've gotten slower. I've gotten, uh, in 2020, it was helpful for stress 2021. I find I'm less motivated for some reason. I mean, I'm still running, but it's been, it's been hard and I do run alone, which is not easy. I know finding a group or a buddy is so helpful, but how do you, what do you do to, to lift your spirits? Because I'm even the healthiest people have days that are not the best where maybe some crap happens and you kind of go with the negativity or whatever. So how do you combat that or or get out of that
1: line? There's a fine line. Some days you just are beat down either physically, emotionally, something happened in your family, whatever it is. Um, And you just need to take a day off. Know that know your body, yoga taught me that too. Cause I wasn't like that before. I'm like, no, I, you know, I can't even walk out the door. Everything hurts so bad, but I'm going, you know, yoga taught me to honor my body, my spirit, my soul. Um, if I need a day off because something went down, I'm exhausted. I didn't sleep. Then I take a day off. Now you have to watch that fine line between, okay, you know, 30 days later, you know, <laughs> you're like, then, you know, you have to know that you have to find that one thing that I think, and it helps anyone, my kids included is to have a goal. So when I signed up for the marathon, there's really for me, cause that's, I'm that personality. Not everyone has that personality. There's no backing down and I have to train what's the other choice. So if I have a bad day today, then I have to make sure that tomorrow, if I have a bad day, I still have to go train. So I can't have two bad days in a row. I plan my days off and I don't, you know, I don't really have a whole lot of bad days, especially right in the middle of training, because I'm really focused on training. Now, that being said, you know, there's time there's, I mean, there's ebbs and flows in our lives. There was times, you know, like when my kids were little, I'm talking about just right now. So it's easier to say, oh yeah, I'm motivated because I'm training for the marathon. Of course I'm motivated. Um, But there was times when I was, you know, my kids were little, I'm like, oh my gosh, to get out of bed a half hour early to go running in my day, I don't know when I'm going to go to bed. I don't know when I'm going to ever sit down again. You know, that's hard. So I would suggest number one, have a group because that group most likely, if it's the right group is therapy. Almost every group I've been with, you know, in my whatever, how many years, 30, 20, I say 25 years. It's like therapy, whether you're talking about recipes, you're talking about your troubles, you're talking about. We talk about food a lot, which is funny, but whatever you're talking about, the, the subject of the day, it's like therapy. You leave there and we no one ever left there and felt worse. You know, we never did you say, I wish I didn't run today. I've never said that in my life. So that's one thing um, is to have a group. And, you know, my kids are motivation. I just want to say this uh, quickly about, you know, maybe, uh, you know, it's, so find something that motivates you, something that you need to. Because during coronavirus, one son lives in New York and one lived in LA, he since moved home. And I, the two grown boys, and of course, you know, I was like, oh, I I mean, I lost my whole business. I'm self-employed single. So I lost everything March 13th, um, 2020. And there was a really scary week or two. And I remember my son, Corey, telling me, he's the businessman, you have to do Zoom. I go, I don't even know what Zoom is, you know, stop. You know, I I just, and it's, you know, kind of funny looking back now. I don't want to learn everything all over again. I just got my business up and running. But anyway, I remember thinking, you know, a couple, several times, probably once a week. I, like, I have always inspired my, I've always been motivating my kids my entire life. I'd put little notes on their, their, um, Mirrors, you know, whatever. Oh, that's just me, you know, like Louise Hayes quotes I mean, everywhere. They'd be in their lunch boxes. I would drive them crazy. And I remember thinking, I cannot go down with the Titanic. You know, I am going, and someone said this to me just a couple of days ago. And so this is my photo of myself. I am the violin player while the Titanic is going down, especially for my kids, because. I can't call, they're still my boys, even though they're grown men. So if I'm calling them and saying, I can't take it, they have to worry about their own stuff. And then mom's going down. And I can't fake it because we're like this and they they know my energy. So I can't even fake it. So I'm like, I have got to keep my shit together here you know, even though I'm in Pennsylvania and they're in two different states. So I would, you know, send the motivational videos and I would do it because, you know, I would like, like, for instance, we had a burpee challenge, whatever, whatever it was, you know, right in the beginning. And we would, you had to send the video of you doing the burpees. And so I, I, I'm motivated because I, because I have my kids. So I have to stay strong for my kids. That's great. I mean, and honestly, somebody usually you can figure out something. Usually everybody has something. percent. Yes. Yeah. That, to, that can motivate mother, them. You can your mom, your parents, your, your sibling. Yes. Someone. Some, other women, yeah. Other women, you know, that also my, my students, that's another thing I had to be here for my students.
0: Well, and, and you're right. And you talked about running with the group too, to go back to that. It's so it's, it's, this is a whole topic we could get off even on another day, but you know, it's funny how I know for me, I'm better if I had someone to meet in the morning and it's like, why can't I just be dedicated for me? But for me, for, I mean, and I am, because obviously, clearly I am still running and I pretty much 99% of the time run by myself and I run by myself in races, um, you know, and I even trained for both marathons, mostly by myself. I did run with people, um, my boyfriend of the time, a couple of times we ran together, but I remember doing my, my first marathon Steamtown. I did my 18 miler by myself, um, but there was a certain strength in that for me. Yeah. And that's yeah. for me. Um, but, but yet through the years I've had different people, cause I'm not naturally a morning person again, training for marathons, as you know, I mean, you are a morning person, but if you're going to run 18, 20 miles, you yeah. have to get out there early. So yeah. I've, I've so. done it when I've quote unquote had to. But when I have a plan, if I'm supposed to meet someone in the morning, I don't want to disappoint them because there's a certain accountability. So I'll do it. But it's unfortunate. I think it's kind of unfortunate that like people like me, because I don't know, I'm sure that we all have different styles. Why can't I tell myself that I'm worth it? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're not meeting someone today, but you need to get into a rhythm and do this for yourself. But I, I definitely am more accountable when I'm meeting somebody. So I think you're, you're right with the group and, and running with people is you know, like you said, and then that you're passing the time too, you're
1: talking and that really helps. I think a great deal. Don't you think? Oh yeah. It's like therapy. And, and you're, you're not alone. Most people, unless except you know, elite athletes, you know, they can do anything by themselves, but most of us we're human. We, that's why there's strength in numbers. The first thing anyone says about, you know, I want to lose 50 pounds, get with a group, get with, you know, get with a support group, anything, grief, any, a support group. We're humans. We need support. We need each other. you know, and if you can do it on your own, all the power to you, you know, and I do like to run by myself as well, but I like to be accountable. I like to be with a group because when we're running together, there might be 10 of us and you might be by yourself in your own little zone for 10 miles, you know, especially when we did the long run um, on Saturday, 16 miles, you know, we were all scattered throughout the whole, you know, we all met and then we ended up and then maybe you're with this person. you know, in the marathon, you're with this person, then you go faster, slower. So, you know, there's a lot of times that you are by yourself, but, it's accountability, it's the camaraderie, it's knowing that someone out there is struggling, just like you, doing the 16 miles or whatever. Um, we're humans. We need, you know, we need each other, we need support, we need that's why there's all these support groups out there. I mean, I would call my running group a support group.
0: Yeah. I, like I agree with you. Because again, it's about more than that. You you're wow. getting to know each other, you're in each other's lives for all that
1: time. Yeah. Yep. It really yeah. is. It's really a support group. And it's we're, it's so encouraging to encourage other women. There's nothing, um, I got the goosebumps again, but that's, you know, that's really, there's just to lift other women up and, you know, we're all going through something. And if we're not going through something, we will be, or we did. You know what I mean? Like there's sometimes you're ahead, you're ahead, I'm behind, you know. So when you're ahead, that's your chance to reach out and help someone that's not ahead because there's going to be a time when you need, or there was a time when you need someone, someone's hand.
0: Yeah. That, and that reminds me of, you talk about getting goosebumps. There was a photo that you may have even seen it. It was, I want to say it was before COVID. So maybe two or three years ago, I loved it. I saved it to my phone and it gave me goosebumps. It was these two women finishing the Pittsburgh marathon holding hands. And they didn't know each other when they started the race. And they were like the last two. And even talking about it now, it kind of gets me like the two of them walked, ran in together, holding each other's hand and finished that way. And I just love that. I just think they're so such a nice, nice thing about that because it's like, okay, we're going to do this together. And I just, I love, I love that it's they probably knew
1: each other's whole story by the end of the, the run. Yeah. <laughs> all that too it's like oh you have two kids
0: you know it's like <laughs> yeah totally I yeah. mean when I did do Steamtown, I I started running alone but by mile three I had met a woman we ran together 10 miles and that wow did that help and then you know she was willing to she wanted to keep going and I was a little slower and I'm like oh you you know you go girl like I I this is where we part but it was so nice to have 10 miles of Ooh. you know just chit chat which was great
1: yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah, really. It's like therapy.
0: It is. It is. So before we close, um, I wanted to just touch on this idea and you kind of already just did about uplifting women. Now I, you know, I've never loved when people will say, you know, they, they don't want to tell their own age. They're like, oh, 39 again or 30 again, whatever. But then I think about this and I can be judgmental. Who am I to judge if that's how they want to handle their birthdays or their age? Because really we're all different, you know, but I just like I love, and that's what the whole point of this series is examples of inspiration, someone like you, and just saying, you know, we don't have to be what the culture or the stereotype has been for so long that women, when you, after a certain age, you're no longer, you know, viable or attractive or whatever. Like, I just, I, I want to, you know, get that out of people's minds, especially younger people. Now I know when I was 20, I probably thought the 50 seemed old too, but like for them to young women to know too, that, you know, you don't have an expiration date, you know, like milk or something like, and as you said, 10 years stronger. So I, and I don't even know if I have a question here, but just what, what are your thoughts? Uh, clearly you, you believe obviously that you're, you're getting stronger. And I think you are such an example, uh, for other women, but why do you think it is that i don't know and we, we kind of make jokes about our age and i do it too but we can if we if we take the right steps we can be stronger like you said earlier
1: well 100 are if we use it to the, our advantage are we stronger and i don't know if i even when i said i'm 10 years stronger i don't think i elaborated on that because not only maybe my body is 10 years older but i am from my yoga and just life's experiences and getting to know myself you know just all the stuff I dealt with in ten years, and that, and this, I hate this age old, age-old, you know, saying: "What doesn't kill you makes you stronger." If you let it either wear you down or use it as a stepping stone, and uh, it's not easy, but it's definitely doable. So I, I definitely feel ten years stronger, and um, you know, I don't know. It's it, there's no there's no there's no reason really for someone not to be able to feel that way if they want to, because they can use all life's experience. And you could start today. So if you're, I'm 57. If you're 50, if you're 60, you're 57, you're 50, you're 40. Some people feel old at 40. You can start to do things today to turn that around emotionally, physically, and and spiritually, if you believe in a higher power. I mean, you can use all your life's experiences, get out there, get active. You don't have to run, but be be some kind of... um, Physical regimen is definitely important for um, for your body and your mind. You know that. You know yes. not only your body but your mind. Actually, I mean there really is um, anti aging benefits to moving, walking, running, whatever. And it, nature, you know, hiking. Yes. You know, so just um, I I highly recommend. I don't I don't know if, I don't know how you could feel alive and young really without some kind of rec, uh, um, exercise. Because I think that's really your body wants to move our bodies want to move they don't want to sit around and watch and look at electronics all day. They, they don't, it causes a lot of I think it's going to be it's causing a lot of depression, not feeling connected disconnected um, obesity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You just mentioned something. And again, this could be a whole different topic about like nature. Uh, I know you sometimes lead nature walks. Uh, and I've in the past couple of years or last year, I heard about forest therapy and the you know, Japanese word for it. I think Shinroku or so. I'm probably messing up the name, but I can tell you that my run when I run at Lackawanna State Park and the trail is so different than my run on the streets which you know on the streets i'm trying to stay alive not get hit by a car and you know uh, uh, you know I'm, I'm looking at things but but in the, the in the trees among the trees when i finish oh my gosh i always said i wish i could bottle that because there is such a sense of healing uh mm-hmm. when you're and i love to kayak so i mean like yeah. you said there you don't have to be a runner but you know movement is so important but just even going out among the trees or you know just experiencing nature watching the birds i mean i think that helps so so much
1: 100% I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, even going sitting out and out there and journaling or watching or whatever, you know, journaling has been a big part of my life as well for years. Um, I, you know, I like, I like to journal. I love to journal. And then I'd love to look back. That's how I know I'm 10 years strong. Cause I'd love to look back at the stuff I was writing about 10 years ago. And I'm like, who was that? <laughs> so it's very interesting and healing and beneficial.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think what you said there was so important too about um, that people can start today. You know, like don't don't beat yourself up like, oh, well, I'm too old for this or I'm too old for that. Like you said, just start today. Start right. today with the different and, and also the whole idea of the mindset. Um, you know, I've I've taken online courses through Coursera about positive psychology, and there's so much out there. The science of well-being is available on Coursera with uh, a professor at Yale. There is so much about our mindset. I mean, I know my own example a couple of weeks ago, I had signed up for a 5K and I didn't go. And that's a rarity through the years. I didn't allow myself that. And I I would always feel guilty, but it's about mindset. Now, last week, I signed up for a trail race I had been signed up for. And and I said, you know what? You're not going to do a repeat of last Saturday. But the mindset is so important because the day before, I said, no, you're going tomorrow. And having my clothes set out and having the visualization of what time I was getting up and how it was going to go. I mean, you determine, you know, your mind is so strong. It, it determines so much and that can be good or bad. So you really can make
1: the change. It, it is in the mind. I think a lot of it, like you said. hundred percent running, I think is, is 80% mind. Don't you? I, I mean, think so. Yeah. You have, train, you have to train, but you're going to get to those really deep. I call it the deep, dark abyss. And you have to know how to get out of that. Your legs are going to keep going, but your brain is like, what the am i doing i have to hear i hate running i hate these people who are these people <laughs> you know right it's the deep dark abyss i laugh at it but it's it's there it's true it's real so you have to know see that's where i the yoga comes in you know i spend a lot of time in in meditation and mindfulness i actually took john kapp's in 8 week um mindfulness course years ago uh and and even just knowing That this is the deep, dark abyss and my mind is going a weird place and it will come back. That's all you have to do. Nothing fancy. Okay, I'm on mile 20. Here it comes. It will be gone maybe by mile 22, you know, or whatever. Just accept that itself. That's all you really need. Don't beat yourself up. Don't even try to get out of it. Just, it's like grief. I teach that with the grief yoga. Yeah, this hurts. I lost someone. I'm going through a divorce, whatever it is. It hurts, it hurts, it feels heavy. Sit with it and just know that it hurts and it feels heavy. Lay down, take a day off, whatever you need to do. Yeah. That's,
0: it reminds me of the one quote, very similar about whether you feel good or bad, just know that it will pass. You know, I mean, it's, it's temporary. You know, you, you just like sit with it. Like you said, don't judge yourself. Don't beat yourself up, experience it. But I mean, how many runners like for myself and I've read this too. So I know I'm not the only person that thinks this. the first mile half the time when I go for a run, I'm like, I didn't wear the right clothes. Oh, this is too warm. I'm no, I'm I'm, now, now I'm cold. I don't know. Oh my God, this sucks. I should have worn my other sneakers. My, my socks are falling down And, and my, <laughs>
1: I, have pee. I have to pee. That's a long, oh my God. That, that, yeah. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. I didn't eat. Yeah. That is hilarious. Is yeah. really...
0: <laughs> The first mile is all about the nonsense in your head. And my two big things, you talked about being out there. My two big things that I haven't said them in a long time when I'd be out running and I'd see people, I go, oh, I hate those girls with the long legs and the swinging ponytails because <laughs> I'm short. And I was like, damn it. If only my legs were like 12 more inches or <laughs> whatever.
1: Yeah, I'm short, too. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> and then you get to the point where you don't even see anything. It's like, oh, someone will say that guy was cute. I'm like, did a guy go by? You know, it's like I didn't even I, I got to get through this thing in my head. I don't care who's going by. It could be, you know, Buddha. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, any um, parting words? Um, this has been, I want to thank you so much for your time today. And first, well, before we close, give a shout out to anything that you'd want people to check out. I know you're on Facebook. Is that the best place for people to, to find out about your yoga schedule online and in person?
1: Facebook, if anyone's interested in being on my email list, I have a private, a group email list. They could Send me a message on Facebook, Mindy Morden Hill, Facebook, or Yoga with Mindy. Send me a message or get in touch with you or or whatever. Um, And you can send me your email address and I send weekly schedules with a little message. I do a lot of things that aren't on Facebook, like I do things on Zoom and that are in my my place here and I don't um, advertise on Facebook because I only have a, um, you know, a certain amount of space. I don't put everything on Facebook. So, but I do want to say one little thing about being fearless because so many people that know me, um, including my kids, some, some reason come, came across this thing that I'm, they think I'm fearless because I do all these things and I'm not, doesn't, fearless doesn't mean I'm not afraid of things first of all, I'd like to do something that scares me every day. I love that quote. And I forget who said it, but I must not- be Eleanor.
0: Um, oh my gosh. Uh, if, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt supposedly.
1: Oh, okay. And I love that. I love that. And I try to do that. I really do. Even if it's something silly, like get up because I have to run seven miles at four o'clock, you know, five o'clock in the morning, that scares me. So there you go. I got that in, but also, um, and even something like this, something new, you know, not really scares me, but try something new, but it's not, I don't ever think of myself as fearless. It's not like I don't have any fears. It's, I actually think of fears most of the time as an adventure, you know, like I'll do things like skydiving because I'm not really, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to be afraid. There you go. That, you know, so that's, it's not that I'm not, I'm not fearless. People say, well, you're not, you don't have, you're not scared or anything. Yeah. i am I'm afraid just like you are, but I do it anyway. And I, it's just my adventurous, um, personality, my way, that's the way I choose to live. I feel like that's living wholeheartedly and that's living, um, fully. And if I'd lived any other way, I would feel like I was missing out in life. So that's, and I don't, I don't ever recommend or expect anyone else to be that way, but try a little adventure, you know, whatever adventure means to you might be trying different kinds of food, maybe trying, uh, to intermittent fast. Maybe try to, you know, try whatever it is, you know, whatever it is for you, you know, trying something different. It really enhances your life. I believe.
0: I agree with you. I think there's, you know, my in 2020, it's kind of funny now, um, in hindsight, my new year's resolution was get uncomfortable I I think most of us managed to do that in 2020. Um, Oh, you brought this on. (laughs) I I know. I I said that to a friend recently. I'm like, I didn't mean it like this, but (laughs) I think when we're on car and I mean, again, kind of like what you're saying, get uncomfortable as in, I don't feel like getting up for early for a run. I don't feel like running when it's 22 degrees, but I know how I'll feel when I'm done better. So get uncomfortable. And I think a lot of growth happens uh, through some uncomfortableness. Um, There was a quote uh, when I took, Uh, Improv years ago at the comedy dojo when Chris Barnes was in Scranton, he used to use it. The quote of "Walk through the fire to get to the calming waters." Um, There's always some fear around certain things, but usually, if they're things worth doing, you know, once you get to the other side, you feel so rewarded, you feel uh, really good about your choices. So, as to your point about not being fearless, but you 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 use that fear and you you walk through it. So, I think that's great. Well, again, I want to thank you so much. So everyone. Thank you for listening and please check out Mindy Hill on Facebook. Check out her classes. If you're in Northeastern Pennsylvania, they're fantastic. And I want to thank you for listening to uncorked with funny wine girl. I am funny wine girl, Janine Luby. And why don't you uncork a new adventure and maybe a new wine flavor. Thanks for listening.